0: G O dot C O. It's Thursday, and you know what that means. Uh, Let's get it. Welcome to another episode of the Choke Slam Wrestling Report. I am your host, the infamous Ultimate One, and today we're gonna go to the AEW Dynamite, but we're gonna go and celebrate the life of Brody Lee. Now, as you guys well know, that John Hoover, aka Luke Harper, aka Brody Lee passed away a day after christmas and it shocked us all it shocked every wrestling fan it shocked me it caught me by surprise we could say right now that if someone was to ask us five years from now where were you when you heard that brother lee passed away i pretty much could tell you what i was doing at that time i was at that time saturday i was watching the office just streamlining it you know my regular saturday relaxing new and i happened to go through twitter and i saw the uh tweet that all elite wrestling put up of Brody lee and I, I thought i was seeing you know i was bugging out i thought i was uh, you know seeing things but as i went to other outlets other dirt sheets and and every i i saw that it wasn't a joke it wasn't uh, uh something that somebody was playing you know you got a lot of twitter trolls and a lot of people does dumb stuff and turned out that it was true um i was really looking forward to Brody Lee coming back to aew because after his dog collar match He just disappeared. We just saw him on one BTE, his last episode with BTE, where John Silver is sitting down, um, with a with with tape wrapped around his head. That was the last time we saw him in a BTE segment and a AEW ring. As it was, it was crazy because I, I I remember then seeing his podcast with only unrestricted and he looked it fine but lo and behold that was two days after he got in sick so you know as this report is saying that he was uh working out i think i don't know what they call a platinum whatever they call it it's like a workout thing and he couldn't finish his regiment, and he was having problems breathing and then after that, he got worse, and they brought him to the hospital. And AEW and the family kept this tight lip. Now, there's an article that was roaming around, which I will talk about it later. Uh these dirt sheets, these wannabe journalists, uh sometimes try to have fans and use them as clickbait. For their own personal gain, no matter who they hurt, again. I will bring that up in a few minutes or uh, later on. Uh, most likely, I will bring it up in a few minutes. Uh, Luke Harper, I really didn't follow his career in the Indies because I never knew about him until he showed up at WWE with the Wyatt family. Now he was this guy that had jeans, had like a dirty shirt, looked crazy. And when I saw him in the ring, I was like, wow, who is this guy? I've never seen him before. He looks, he reminds me so much of Bruiser Brody. Now, a lot of people, a lot of people compare him to Bruiser Brody. Because Bruiser Brody was that legit badass of guy who didn't care. And he was just vicious. Brody Lee was more vicious than Bruiser Brody because he's, Athleticism his agile. He did things that You would never have thought that a big man of his height would do but the one thing he had that really 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 um, Impressed me was that that clothesline that lariat he remind me of Stan Hansen Slash JBL Big Van Vader But that clothesline when he hit you with it, it was over and that was his finishing move and he which is an overall great wrestler um yeah a lot of people are now um uh, as as we try to 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 um take all this in as far as him not with us anymore you have wrestling fans out there already talking about oh wwe didn't do uh 10 bell salute they haven't done ten bell salute in a lot of people pat patterson just passed by i think they get the 10 uh the 10 bell salute but most of the wrestlers they don't don't do it kamala didn't get one and kamala was a big wwe uh guy who wrestled for wwe for many years he didn't get a 10 bell salute and besides um the relationship between wwe and uh Brody lee was not a great one when they when they went apart not that they, you can't respect the man and you can show him um um how you call it or honor him but well, we're gonna go back and forth now because oh wwe didn't give him a 10 bell salute it's disgusting they uh they didn't um you know give him the respect he deserved look if wwe never they put his his face on raw this monday but there was wrestlers out there who did moves or parodies that he used to do um, uh, and they honored him so what else do you want you know what i'm saying and on top of that he was not under the wwe umbrella he was on the aew so aew last night when they did that the honor you know they the, the remembering the life of Brody lee that, that there was no way in the world that whoever sold this did not teared up because this was done beautifully now people are gonna look again compare all but w who cares if the one thing we gain out of all this as far as um the death of Brody Lee was two promotions that the fans and the owner of WWE Claims is a war got together and actually, honor the man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. WWE went and did a a, a, a video special for him because he worked with the company, so they're gonna do that because he, you know, he worked for them. You know, he worked for them, so they were ju- they were gonna jump on it. You know that. You know they did what they did. I mean they were honoring the guy whether it was trying to get fans to look at their product, whatever it was, but. At one point, WWE put something on Instagram and AEW responded and said something. So there it goes. Two promoters got together to respect a man who wrestled, who loved his kids, who loved his wife. And according to stories that they've been saying, that he will just want to get out and leave because he wanted to be around his kids and his wife. He cherished that. How many people in the world right now can say that? They cherish the kids, they cherish their family that they want to come home because we live in an age right now that you know we we just we just weren't about ourselves and this right now as far as the wrestling community got together yeah you had a i went to twitter yesterday and you had stupid trolls making stupid comments like oh AEW is doing all this for ratings really You shouldn't even have a Twitter handle for saying that stupid shit like that. You know? It's just dumb. That goes to show you where where, where you're headed at. Same thing with uh, this geek. Call himself David X the wrestler. You know? And I'm going to call you out. Because you're an idiot. And have you ever wrestled? Well, you wrestled that. Because I never heard of you. So, I'm going to call you out on that. You know? I'm going to call you out on something that the a dirt sheet guy decided to do which i want to talk about it now because i mentioned that david x wrestler who thought that it was cute to um uh, um you know back the guy who decided to write an article about the death of Brody lee and i'm talking about uh, uh mr mitchell brian mitchell from pro wrestling torch decided to Wanted to have clickbaits and decided to make an article and question the moves that AEW and Amanda uh Hubert decided to do, and it was to keep Brody Lee's health um situation private. This Aho decided to write an article. He works for the pro well, he was working for the Pro Wrestling Torch. Was a uh, dirt sheet online, decided to do an article, and it was a long article, where he's questioning Amanda and AEW for not disclosing what really happened to Brody Lee, or pretty much why Brody Lee was not on television. First of all, if the wife decided to tell the company, do not make it public, the company is going to let them, it's going to, you know, honor that. But you wanted to have clickbaits. So you decided that you want to make an article and claim make claims without facts, without a hundred percent facts, claim that Broly Lee probably had COVID nineteen and recovered and still had lung issues, and that's why he ended up in the hospital in October. And that's why the family was hiding it. What proof do you have about that? You have none. So you decided to go and do an article Then to top it off Pro Wrestling Toys decided To remove the article Pull it down Let the man go The man goes And I guess he makes some deal with Greenboro Sports And decides Well here's my article Can you print this in your website And Green Sports Greenboro Sports decided Let's put this up and our website so that people could could read it and see what he was trying to say. First of all, Greensboro Sports, I don't know, I never heard of you. Second of all, you're a bunch of morons. For clickbait, you were trying to clickbait for, for, for people to go to your website. And Bruce Mitchell is another moron. Because if you you got let go, but you're still using that article to hurt the family who's grieving of a man who just passed away. Not even a week, but you wanted to go and write an article to make yourself what famous? Because right now you ain't got a job, and if you look at this guy, Brian, um, Bruce Mitchell, whatever his name is, he looks like he doesn't even take care of his own self. He looks like some I don't know. He won't be somebody that I want to be around him, you know. But what just alone that mentality, that mentality. That you decided to write an article about a man who died questioning the family's move for keeping it private. And you made your assumption that he had COVID-19 make you look like an ass. And I'm going to keep it real. Make you look like an ass. Without proof. And you know what I'm saying? When you assume makes an ass out of you, not me. So, you know. And I'm going hard on this because let me tell you something. I've been in the I've been watching wrestling since I was four or five years old. I have seen a lot of wrestlers died. Or oh, they're no longer with us. One guy that impacted me that I couldn't sleep for 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 weeks was Eddie Guerrero. When Eddie Guerrero died, David Lee really hurt. Chris Benoit, that hurt. The ultimate warrior, who I was a big, big fan when I was coming up as a young kid. Okay, he just one night he's in raw the next night he's gone that messed me up Okay, the broly Lee situation and the, what I did last night. I couldn't stop crying last night because it was It it really hurt because these wrestlers if you think about it I, I don't know how maybe a non-wrestling fan will feel but you think about it This is a human being put his life on the line to wrestle to entertain us as wrestling fans and then all of a sudden at age 41 the man just turned 41 December 16, 41, and not he's no longer with us. So, you know, you, you got all these geeks, you got all these morons who wants to make make a big shit out of this and claim all oh, the AW trying to go for a rating. Now you had a, a, a some beat journal a beat writer, journalist of of Thursday trying to make a name for himself, you know, dishonoring the family. So, you know, this is why the world it is. It is what it is now. Nobody cares. Everybody's trying to make a name for themselves and don't care who they hurt in the process, which is nonsense. But, again, I want to say, rest in peace, Brody Lee. I was honored to watch all your matches, especially when you was part of the, the Wire family. You was a big impact. In the six months, you was in AEW and what you was doing with the Dark Order. You was funny as hell on BTE. And I wanna wish you nothing uh but rest in peace. May God bless you and you know and praise to the family and his sons who his son was given the TNT title. He is a TNT champion for life. The actual TNT belt that Darby Allen was is the champion and but Brody Lee held. they gave that belt last night to his son. Um Rudy Lee Jr. AKA minus one. So uh, with that guys, I'll be right back with more. Today's episode is brought to you by Naked Nutrition. Naked Nutrition provides you with pure protein powders and supplements to help you meet your nutrition fitness goal. Naked Nutrition is completely transparent about the ingredients. That way you know exactly what's going into your body no additives means your body gets what it needs and i suggest you checking out the natural pre workout supplement so if you guys go into the gym early in the morning you take the pre-workout supplement it's going to give you all the energy in the world it's going to make you um perform to an athletic performance design and enhance athletic performance so With that being said, right now you can get 10% off your first purchase at NakedNutrition.com by using the code PODPOD. That's 10% off using the code POD for first-time customers. Take your nutrition to the next level with Naked Nutrition. And we're back, guys. So we're going to continue here with the AEW Dynamite review. I gave you my thoughts and my analysis of Brody Lee. Um, the AEW Dynamite started with a ten bell salute for Brody Lee. You saw all the roster, um, staff, everybody filling up the stage in front of the big screen with Brody Lee's image. It says celebrating the life of Brody Lee, nineteen seventy nine to twenty twenty. Um and right after that um actually before that it's the the show they were showing a close um a close a shot of everyone you saw one of the fdr member dax who told the story about how he and brody talked about family um you saw his son his wife the younger son um the son um, Brody Lee jr. Had the dark order mask dressed with a suit just like his father It's called uh, he's now he got a lifetime contract with AEW I guess or they gave him a contract when he gets older so it could be a wrestler uh, the guy um, Or the kid is known as Brody Lee jr. Minus one. So that was cute, but tonight uh, was more of you know um, celebrating the father the man so John Moxley Came as the first one to give his testimony of um, Brody Lee. These two, um, they went down the road. They took almost the same path um, when they wrestled in the Indies. They have wrestled in the Indies. They ended up wrestling in WrestleMania 31, where Brody Lee took John Moxley and powerbombed him outside on on top of a ladder outside, which I will never forget. That I mean. That was a great, great match. These two, especially when the Wyatt family wrestled the Shield. So t- uh, John Moxley, pretty much. Uh, at one point he said that um, that he um, Brody Lee said, you know, one day you'll have kids just like me, and you'll have the same feeling going back home. And then John Moxley was like, no, I'm good. I'll have. I like just being by myself and kicking back, drinking beers, and drinking my pizza, eating my pizza. And lo and behold, now John Mosley uh, um, is expecting a daughter from Renee Young of now Renee, as known as Renee Paquette. So it was a nice way to just say, "Look, now I'm gonna I know how it feels to be a father." And um, he told him he loves him, and that you know the world needs more people like him, and he will never forget him. So that was um, it was pretty rough watching this because again these wrestlers become family even though you don't know them but you see them every week they become part of your life so it was you know really a misty thing so the first match was private party and matt hardy versus the young bucks and cole cabana now throughout the whole dynamite show members of the dark order will team up with with fan favorites so to go against the heels so this match was private party and Matt Hardy versus Young Bucks and Cole Cabana. Um, it you know it, Cole Cabana started off with I I say Cassidy, and they had like a feel out process. And Matt Hardy started complaining already um, during the match, and and then Hardy came in because the Young Bucks were you know doing their stuff with Cole Cabana. He got triple team for his trouble. Cole hit a hurricanrana on the outside, which it was tremendous. He took out the whole. Private Party, Matt Hardy. It was beautiful for a big guy like that to do that. I mean, he was very emotional, and you could tell when he came into the ring. He had, I mean, there was not a dry eye on that on, on that that show last night. It was just tremendous. Um, but going back to the match, Matt Hardy took advantage when he closed like Nick when Nick was battling um, one of the Private Party members, and he got caught with a clothesline. Young Bucks come back and take revenge when Hardy gets super kicked by Matt Jackson. Then Private Party taking over as they stomp on Matt Jackson and started working on Matt Jackson in the corner. Hardy wasting too much time trying to show Private Party that there's something, you know, there's things that you gotta do. He was pondering to the fans um, during the match. Private Party pretty much was setting up Matt Jackson in the corner, but every time Hardy tried to go and hit him, he gets he would have got he got kicked all the time. So they set him up about two or three times Hardy went to do his move and he gets kicked. So they gave the the uh, the hot tag to Cole Cabana. Cabana hit the hot side of Moonsault um, by Cole on both members of Private Party, which was tremendous. Then Private Party then ended up um, with Hardy hit all the finishing moves on Nick Jackson. And it looked like Nick Jackson was going to, you know, um, Get pinned, but he was saved by the Cabana and Matt Jackson. Hardy came in the inside the room with a chair, but that backfired. And Cole hits the Chicago skyscraper. And then the Yumba hit the Meltzer driver for the win. And then, um, how you call it, the uh, Cole Cabana ended up pinning one of the private party members. A claim comes out which I found it like why you guys are here came out. But then SCU comes out, they push them inside the ring and they both get super kicked for the troubles. And then, um, Colt hit the, uh, bionic elbow on both of them and that was the end of that. The next match was Eva Uno versus Stu Grayson and Lance Archer. Lance Archer came out with the old dirty tank top, the same way that Brody Lee used to have with the same gym, ripped jeans and everything. And this match, was um was was about to go off because it was dump, even one of those two and lancers versus butcher and the blade and eddie kingston they did uh they then before the match started they had a darby allen testimony darby allen said that when Brody lee came to aew that he said he ne- really never spoke to him like he wanted to speak to him like you know um like i guess it, and there's certain wrestlers that you have like a uh, uh like a, a close bond he said that he went to um Sammy Guevara and told Sammy Guevara I want to work with him and they never got to but you know he spoke so highly about the man and you know I, I mean this is why one of the reasons I say that us losing or I should say us as AEW fans Losing Brody Lee um, in the roster is just big because now you're not going to replace anybody like him. You can't find anybody. anybody. Uh, the only person that's close to him is Lance Archer, you know, and Archer's up there at the same age as whatever. But other than that, you got nobody else out there that could do the things that Brody Lee used to do. So a lot of matchups that could have happened. Um, they never really got to it. But that's not that's not AEW's fault. It's, it's, it happens. It happens. You know, so. But, so the next match coming. Eddie Kingston comes out and Eddie Kingston does a promo. He tells um, Brody Lee he loves him, whatever, and he said now that I've done the funny the the the, the, the lovey stuff, let's go. And then the match started. Eva Uno goes and attacks Eddie Kingston and started, and they all started to a triple team on Eddie. Evil and Stu Lance on top of Eddie, which it was crazy because the man weighs like almost three hundred pounds. But then doing that, during the whole process, Bunny interferes and Busher takes advantage uh, over I think with Stu racing I think they, they 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 um they caught. Then um Jake interferes. Jake the Snake Rider was on the corner for Lance Archer and Evo Uno. So um. Jake interfered in that match and then um uh, Stu hits a Brody slam on Blade, which it was beautiful because then he did the Brody Lee um kiss of the fingers and just spread his arms out. Evil it hits a swanton on Blade. Blade somewhere the other came back, then hits a form on Evil to take advantage. Eddie and Evil going at it at one point. Hot tag on lands. he slam dunks Blade. I mean he grabbed him by his face, and just slam dunked him to the canvas. He runs uh in on an elbow, walks the ropes and hits a horror karwana um, uh, um um on um, blade it was crazy then he throws then he goes and throws uh i believe blade against across the uh no butcher across the um against the ropes and he pounces him i mean this last archer dude i keep telling you guys i've been following this guy for a long 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 time since his tna days he has gotten better since he went to japan this guy is a cruiserweight seven footer cruiserweight which it was crazy lance then went hit a frog splash on uh, i think it was blade and he got out Eddie hit a DT in front of jake which probably pretty much is a disrespect stu end up hitting fatality on blade for the win and lance archer evil and evil uno and stu grayson wins the match then um Eddie gets caught in the middle of all this and Jake the Snake Robber goes, grabs, grabs Eddie Kingston and short-arm clothesline him like he used to do back in the days. It was a great pop watching Jake because Eddie Kingston disrespected him. Eddie Kingston went, looked at him, did the DDT. And that's our disrespect. So, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy, you know. Um, then they had another testimony this Sunday. They had Dax her, uh, Hardwood from FTR talking about Brody again R. Anderson who also worked with Brody while he was in um, While he was in WWE uh, Talked about the story about when they were in the locker room Him, his son, his wife, they all were making a lot of noise And it was all them joking around Cole Cabana, same thing Cole Cabana um, pretty much Remember, Cole Cabana had just came in just came into AEW. he was teaming up with scu he was in a little uh, war with dark order during that time but Brody lee has not at all debuted yet and after gold combater went to a bad losing streak uh he joined the dark order Brody lee brought him in and you know and did the uh thing uh, one of the referees, which I can't remember his name, was one of the guys who was crying a lot. Who I think worked with Brody Lee in the Indies, and was very emotional and talked about how him and Brody—they didn't talk about wrestling; they didn't talk about their families. And he said, "If there's ever a Rushmore in wrestling, of wrestlers who are dad, Brody Lee should be in that Ru- in that Rush uh, mom Rushmore." Um, it it, you know it was something that really touched a lot of us um you know um we could only we could only um you know pray that he's in a better place right now um it it was just emotional night when it came to this I mean so many testimony of all these wrestlers um and you know it, it, it was just it was just crazy but um we hope that that again, um, that his family uh, can get over this, which I doubt it. But you know, it's. I mean, uh, what can you say? Well, you can say when you see a lot of these wrestlers uh, talk about the man who who was all about his family. He wanted to go home and be with family. One thing that uh, that was said that um, that he used to say goodbye for goodbye forever because he. Uh, according to some people that said that when he left go see his family he wanted to spend all his time with them so it was just like he they weren't gonna see him for a couple of days but to him it was like forever he wanted to be with them forever um and that's that's hard for anybody to say that that is not what a great father is you know and and when you want to be around your kids you want to be around your wife you know, there's nothing unconditional love. There's no nothing that's better than that. You know, so we'll be right back after this. Today's Chokeslam Wrestling Report episode is presented by Purple Carrot. Purple Carrot is the plant based subscription meal kit that makes it easy to cook irresistible meals to fuel your body. Each week, choose from an expansive and delicious menu of dinners, lunches, breakfasts, and snacks. Every box is an opportunity to learn and experience something new with easy recipes and fresh pre-portioned ingredients. No shopping, no food waste, just globally inspired restaurant quality plant-based meal. Get $30 off your first box by going to purplecarrot.com and entering the code gold 30 at checkout today that's gold 30 for $30 off your first purple carrot box purple carrot the easiest way to eat more plants and right, we're back guys so we're gonna go continue on to the AEW dynamite last night um as you guys know like I said um uh, tonight was a lot of a lot of emotions, Oh, last night was a lot of emotions, and there were Dark Order members joining baby Faces to go against Heels. One match that it, pretty much it was not weird because we seen these teams, uh, guys team up, Hangman Page. And Dark Order's Mark Silver and Alex Reynolds was, you know, uh, was the next match against the Inner Circle or MJF, Santana, and Ortiz. MJF. Have Puerto Rican tights with the Puerto Rican flags in the back, it says MJF, and then he had a headband that says probably powerful, which uh, find it kind of weird. But um, Silver and Reynolds, uh, when they entered the ring, Silver had a um, wrestling gear that was given to him on Brody Lee, and he mentioned that in the BTE this week where Brody Lee or had plans to do the big things with him but which they were never able to do um he bought him an outfit that looks resemblance to the same outfit that brodie lee used in the ring so what was funny was that silver and reynolds they had these long trench coats uh like ring gear trench coats and when they opened up the trench coat there was pieces of paper rolled up now if you guys watch the bte brodie lee used to always hit evil owner with us a, a stack of paper rolled up and hit him so they took those stack of papers and threw it at uh, um santana and Ortiz. they get upset mjf is trying to hold them back um but mjf gets hit with the damn paper also so uh you know um silver hit santana with a strong form unless they started uh silver started the match um and um so they started it off um so in the circle that took over the match after Reynolds got caught with um I believe was with a clothesline from um MJF. So this 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 match was like back and forth. Um it, it wasn't something that we would be like, oh, there's gonna be something's gonna happen out of this match. It was just more of a this match was very, very emotional because toward the end there was a hot tag and and John Silver was all over the place close line is the he hit MJF is t- He took him out um, the, there was a triple team offense on on hangman at one point where um, um, Santana Ortiz and I believe uh, MJF did on, on Hangman but hangman was able to get out MJF gets a middle finger to Minus one who was outside which I to me I was like Okay, this is this is crazy they gave the high attack on silver again he takes both pmp together which is probably powerful silver dives on ortiz sits down palm on ortiz silver hits a canadian destroyer but the canadian destroyer the way he did it he grabbed he grabbed ortiz by the neck with his ankles and flipped him over and hit him with a canadian destroyer it was some weird stuff i've never seen but then they triple team on silver but reno saves him warlord comes out of nowhere this is the crazy part. Warlo comes out of nowhere. He clothesline Alex Reynolds. Now I saw Warlo in the beginning, but I didn't even know. I think he went to the back. and came back out. Now, mind you, that Sammy Guevara and Hager were outside when Warlo line Reynolds. I don't know what it was. Big figure came out of the entranceway with a red beard, and it was no long. There was no other than Eric Rowan. Eric Rowan comes in. He face slams um, Warlow. They keep on wrestling and fighting in the back. And that was like a pop. It was a big pop because nobody expected Eric Rowan to be there. So, um, minus one then. Uh, MJF kept messing with minus one. MJF, and MJF was just being an a-hole. And minus one went and hit him with the kindle stick over his head because MJF took his mask off. Now, he's picking on a little kid, which is ridiculous. He got candlestick right in the head for his troubles. And then right after that, um Silver hits a Brody lee like uh, clothesline on Ortiz and they end up beating in the uh, inner circle and Silver Reynolds and Hammond wins the match. Eric Rowan comes out with a sign that says goodbye forever. I'll see you down the road. Um if you didn't cry up about this, and you're a wrestling fan, something wrong with you. You have to go check yourself, because this was very, very emotional. I mean, the fact that Eric Rowan, Brody Lee's tag team partner, the Bludgeon Brothers, they were part of the Wyatt family. And it's funny, because they named him Eric Rowan, and, and uh, AEW uh, on the Dynamite show the commentary, then they call him, uh, Jericho called him Red Beer, they call him Eric Rowan. They, they call them all kinds of names, but the whole point was that it was very emotional. It was very, very emotional. I, I'm telling you, I've seen wrestling shows, including the Eddie Guerrero um, uh, tribute, and nothing was that emotional than this show last night. It mm-hmm. was just tremendous. I mean, it, it's oof, it, it, it was it was crazy. It was really, really crazy. Um, so, um, then the next match, uh, actually before the match, they had Eddie Kingston do his testimony. And he said that when Brody Lee came into AEW, he made fun of his uh, suit, called him Harry Potter. Uh, but he thanked uh, Eddie Kingston. I mean, Eddie Kingston thanked Brody Lee for having trust, like, believing in him. It made him a better person. So, Again, this man was very impactful in the wrestling community. When well, you got a guy like Eddie Kingston who's been in the business for 18 years and the fact that here they are, they're back together again in the same in, a, in the same promotion, but this is in the big leagues. And we're not going to get to see don't go after each other. I mean, they had brawls in, in the indie scenes for many years, but um, again, he said that your father has not he told his son your father didn't die as long as you live your father still lives which it was very very true in a way if you if you love somebody and you keep them in your heart as you keep them in spirit he's still alive um so that was cool uh, they had the women's tag team match between Talia Conti and Anna J versus Brick Baker and Penelope Ford uh during the match uh it started off with anna j and Britt baker filling on process J has gotten so good i mean this girl is a future aew women's champion i, I love anna j i mean i saw J the first time when she before she was dark order in march and i loved the way she did but she lost the abaddon so quick it was and then dark order took over and she has pfft, she has taken it to the next two levels up so this woman is is great Tyler Conti, of course, she doesn't stay behind and she is great. She was I don't know how NXT let her go um, And she was working on Penelope Ford hit a release suplex to take control of the match uh, During the match they kept going back and forth up to, to the end where Brit hit a sling blade and I got emotional after she kicked the crap out of Big Big on the side of the head and she did the Brody Lee uh, gimmick got emotional and I'm telling you this is, was very, very, very hard to watch because these people were wrestling emotional and crying. Um so but she got caught with a fisherman suplex afterwards. Penelope Penelope uh Ford, um does a night break on Anna for a two count. Penelope got caught with the sleeper hole when she um, lost focus and got caught with um energies Sleeper and that was it. She put Penelope Ford to sleep and Anna J. Tankanti wins the match. Britt Baker afterwards said that it was um it was rig. Uh um, she can't say word rig until the end. She said big rig. This is what Brody Lee used to be known as the big rig. And out of nowhere, Thunder Rosa pops out of nowhere and beats up um and beats up um Britt Baker, which is these two are gonna go out of it probably in the uh, week. Of January the thirteenth, which is uh New Year's Smash part two. Chris Jericho had a testimony also. He spoke about when he was in Jeddah and that they went to Saudi Arabia and that he was in his hotel room and that he thought there was some type of bug on top of the uh on as a matter of fact on the ceiling of his hotel. And then he said, Okay, it's not a bug, it looks like a sticker. And they brought Lee went to his room and he told brodie lee that that was annoying him he said you don't know what's that that is an arrow pointing to mecca and jericho was like how do you know that i said because everybody knows that and then you know he told a great story about how he also has a black labrador who don't like anybody if you go to his house and that brodie lee was invited over to his house and that the dog just licked his hand so brodie lee had the this aurora probably of a man who had, was charming, I guess. You know, I, I, I don't know the man personally, but the stories you tell, you know, when people tell story and testimony about someone and it shows this picture of a great man, there's no other, there's no other way to judge him but be a great man, a great family man because they keep bringing that up. So it was, it was great to hear that story. The main event of the night was Cody, Orange Cassidy, and 10 versus Team Taz. Um, in the beginning of this match, Hop runs over Cody. Ricky Stark always looking good in that in that ring. Uh, t- ten tags in after Cassidy was chilling in the corner because, you know, Cassidy. Um, Cody Rhodes was trying to tag him in. Cassidy is just like, uh, I'll go in later. Well, I love her, uh, Orange Cassidy. So, um, so, uh, so uh, Cassidy and back super on Starks by ten. Uh, Orange Cassidy comes in the ring afterwards after he gets tagged in and then he goes after to Hobbs Hobbs is telling him Let's do a, a test of strength And Orange Cassidy looks like he's about to do but then he put his hands in his pocket So we already know what's gonna happen um, Hobbs tried to clothesline him but you know OC does his little you know goes under um, he gets he uh, starts doing his slow kicks and on you know, and, and, and he did the slow kick. You know, the kick where everybody goes crazy. He tried to do a DT on Hobbs, but Hobbs, he couldn't do it because then Hobbs ended up grabbing him and pretty much power slamming him. He power slammed him, and then Brian Kane came in. He grabs o- o- Rich Cassidy. He starts doing bar curls with him. So that, that that's amazing. That guy's amazing. Um. Uh, they start working on him, and then Orange Cassidy started uh, trying to get away from Starks. Starks keep coming at them. He kicks Starks. He hot ties Cody. They double clothesline. Uh, he's a double clothesline. Then um, Ten comes in, power slams on Starks, and then he does a Brody Lee power bomb. Oh, oh, Orange Cassidy then does, does a spinning DDT on on <coughs> on Starks. Case grass, Cody. He flatlines him. Then Taz getting a chair on one side. Arn Anderson starts grabbing the other, and they're just about to 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 go at it when Stark gets caught with everybody's finishing move. OC hits him with a with a Superman punch. Cody hits him with the row. and then 10 hits him with a finishing, uh, oh, oh, hits him with his finishing move to beat Stark's, and that was the end of the match. But then Team Taz decided, hey. Was not over, so they start attacking everybody. And out of nowhere, Darby comes out from the side of the building with a skateboard. And then Sting comes the same spot. The lights went out twice, and Sting comes out. And that was the end of the show. They did a uh, video package for Brody Lee. Um, uh, before that, like I said, they gave his son. Actually, his son, um, uh, his mother and his little brother came out with 10 and with Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes. Cody Rhodes was very emotional also when he was trying to say how great of a man Brody was. Um, minus One took his father's boots and put it right in the middle of the ring while Cody went and put the red handkerchief that Cody used to, not Cody, uh, Brody Lee used to have when he used to wrestle as Luke Harper so um after that tony khan announced that that Lee was the greatest tnt champion not disrespecting cody since they only been three champions in t for the tnt belt they gave Brody lee jr minus one the tnt belt as he is a champion for life so that belt is going to be retired they're going to create another one for Darby um so with that being said it's incredible I mean if the show was very emotional I like I said I seen a lot a lot of wrestlers Remember when manga passed away even though manga had left already um there was a lot of guys who had left uh who has left them Mike awesome uh, uh John Cronus the public enemy both guys gone. The Eddie Guerrero Chris Benoit Ultimate Warrior has been the most hardest for me because Eddie Guerrero I used to follow him from WCW I followed his father Chavo Guerrero his uncle or his brother Chavo Guerrero senior uh and then Chris Benoit was horrible I mean to this day people just talk crap about him because of what he did or whatever but I still think he was a great wrestler I love Chris Benoit I followed Chris Benoit since 1992 till so he his his death um, 15 years later, the Ultimate Warrior was real, real hard for me because the Ultimate Warrior, I was a big fan of him. So when he was a Blade Runner uh, was thing, and, and, and mid Wrestling, all the way to the Dingo Warrior World Class Wrestling, and all the way to when he became the Ultimate Warrior. When he came to WWE as the Ultimate Warrior, I was I was hooked. I got everything Ultimate Warrior. I got uh, action figures, I remember one year I painted my face in Halloween as the Ultimate Warrior. I did all that. But Brody Lee is going to be one of them top nines. He's going to be in the top four guys. They really impact me because Brody Lee, I was looking forward for him to come back. And I wanted him to come back. Because the Dark Order was not the same with him. Now, the question is, what's going to happen with the Dark Order? I know for sure they're not going to have an exultant one. Is Dark Order breaking up? Or is somebody else is taking over? Is john silver could take over as a dark order the dark order so there's a lot of questions to be to be asked because i, I think when they were trying to recruit hackman page as part of the dark order um i think the storyline for that was he was going to review rebu- uh, rebuke the dark order brutally was going to come back and beat the crap out of him but that was not to happen it never happened we never will so now there's a lot of questions of what's going to happen Pro Wrestling Tees, of course, uh, they claim that Brody Lee now has the record for the most T shirts sold in twenty four hours. Sting had the record when he came back um from hiatus and, and debuting AEW Winter's is coming. He had the record now, Brody Lee has it. And of course, when you hear stuff like that, you're glad, you're happy for that. But then you always got the trolls. The trolls, some troll put on on, on this um comment in facebook and say oh suck on that thing really do you really have to do to, you know you got a lot of immature wrestling fans in this day and age you know this society i mean this this brand of people i don't I don't understand it i really don't like can't you just be happy that someone you know was able to sell a guy passed away and now you got to go and stick it to somebody else really i mean do you, if you live if you make comments like that that makes you live your life like that you know you don't care about nothing but yourself you know ignorance you know and you know it's just it's just ridiculous it's just very ridiculous when you hear you know people talking like that and especially fans because you like you know what the hell you know um but um the show overall was great uh the best part again like i said W, a lot of people still saying that WWE didn't do the right thing. That they didn't give them a ten, a ten bell salute. You had WWE stars, um, tweeting out about AEW show. Dolph Ziggler put a tweet out yesterday to watch. They was gonna watch the show. Uh, Xavier Woods was gonna put uh, put a, a tweet out. So, what else do you want? Do you re- you know you you know people need to stop you have wrestlers who are friends with other wrestlers from other promotion, Just because the owner of one company, you know, is just, he's senile. Doesn't mean that the whole wrestling company is, you know, you know the community is the same way. You know? It's just it's just nonsense. I mean, some, Stephanie McMahon said something about Brody Lee on Twitter, and she said that, you know, that he was a family one and somebody came and said, oh, now you like him. Really, dude? Like, you got to be stupid or dumb for you to just come out of and make it, you know, you look so stupid on Twitter. When you make comments that you're going to get burned and then you're going to get ripped a new one because you not thinking before you write. You know what I'm saying? It just don't make no sense. Common sense. A lot of people don't use it. Common sense is like a deodorant. A lot of people don't use it. And it's sad. But it is what it is, you know. So anyway guys, um, uh, this is it. Um is uh this was very I made it, like I said, I made it through the, through the whole show. Um it was very gonna be very hard to do the show because this um I never done a show of this type of emotions, you know, like I said, I guess, you know, we lost so many wrestlers this year. We lost Kamala. We lost uh, Pat Patterson. We lost Royal Warrior Animal. We lost Howard Finkel. We lost Zeus, tin- t- Tiny Lister. Uh, who else we lost? I uh, can't think of nobody else right now. But we lost a lot of wrestlers this year that, you know, it, it doesn't stop. And let's honor them. Today's the last day of the year. On New Year's Eve, I am doing a show of someone who died five days ago five days ago mr brody lee may you rest in peace and whatnot so again guys if you want to listen to more of my shows i am no longer part of a network that i was before um we decided to part ways i wish them a whole bunch of luck on his network um now i'm writing solo so um, I have a lot of plans for the new year. I have a gentleman who reached out to me, who is an author of the book of world class wrestling, which it was. I, I found it very, very interesting. I mean, he reached out. You know, it was, it was cool. His name is Vinnie Berry. He is, has a book called "Lance by Chance," which is the wrestling as a Eric uh but lance Van eric it was one of the uh guys that um, fritz von eric brought in after his kids were dying like every other year and um he brought him in so um it's this is a, a book about um the world class promotion between '82 80 to 87 i don't know if he has it going going on but it's called lance by chance wrestling as a von eric i am planning to have him in my show i mean he is nice enough to send me a copy of the book so once i read the book i want to bring them in um so i want to do that uh, also this year next year actually next year 2021 we're going to be selling merchandise so the, the chocolate wrestling report t-shirt is coming out along with two other ones in which i will give more information about that uh again like i said i am writing solo if you guys want to listen to more of my chocolate wrestling report you can check me out on Apple, Spotify, um, Pandora, uh, Popbean, um, what else? See Google Play, Google Play, um, uh, any audio podcast, even Amazon Music podcast. You can find me in there. You go to find me at YouTube, the jokesland Wrestling Report channel. You guys can check me out Subscribe to the channel. If you want to find more information? You go to the YouTube channel. You hit the click, uh, hit the links and click it, and you have a uh a variety of of facebook instagram twitter uh what else i have there twitch so i have a bunch of stuff in there that you guys can click find more information about me i like i said rolling solo so i need all your support guys uh if you share these this podcast share it with your friends who like wrestling and have them share it with other people so we could grow in the wrestling community again. I'm not here to debate I'm not gonna get here to say I'm number one. I'm not here to say that, you know, I'm you know That I'm the best I'm here to bring facts and my knowledge of the business. You know what I'm saying? And yes, this is uh, this is the way it's got to be so um, but again the support of everybody that showed me support throughout this whole pandemic actually i want to give thanks first of all let me start giving thanks to number one jay santee from the turbo Tabloid, who was in my show a couple of times this year and when we got together we had so much fun so shout out to the chokes uh to the uh turbo Tabloid family um also um david russell who came by with his death match podcast in march definitely want to give shout out to my boy jm from tampa with the good old jm report um so he came by shout out to the wrestlers who were in my podcast hank flanagan i, I you know i got to get back to you just i want to get back have another interview with you dominic deniro uh danny limelight he came to my show twice so that's just a little a little piece and bits and pieces of what i do um again i am only been one year in the podcast business and i've been giving so much support a lot of love from other podcasters in the twitter community and you know it's all about pushing each other and getting better for each other so with that guys have a happy new year be safe wear that mask stay six feet apart hug your loved ones because you tomorrow is not promised until then have a good one and one love